0: Hello friends, Michael Great Wolf here. Just wanted to wish you a happy holidays and to also wish you a happy new year. Today's episode is going to be split in two parts because it did run a little long and (laughs) we had a lot of fun recording but you know, you might want a little break in between everything we were saying. Today's episode is talking about getting ready for new years. We talk about traditions. We talk about what we're ready to let go of and bring into this new year. And let us know if you have any uh, traditions that you like to do around this time of the year. And we hope you'll come back when uh, part two of this episode is available. Anyways, hope you enjoy and on to the show. Hmm. Hello and welcome to Walking the Unnamed Path. We are a podcast dedicated to expanding on the teachings and techniques Uh, given to us by the ancestors of men who love men and laid out by our dear late brother and founder Hyperion. We also discuss uh, topics and ideas pertaining to queer pagan men and the greater queer community. I am one of your co-hosts Michael Greywolf and joining me tonight are my ever so fabulous co-conspirators Chris Ripple and Chase Powers. If you haven't already, Please hit subscribe on whichever your preferred media platform is uh, so you can stay up to date and know whenever we are putting out a new episode. And so, how are you two lovely, lovely individuals?
1: Oh, he means us.
0: Yes, <laughs> yes, I mean you too. Ah, uh,
2: Chase? <laughs> um, I am doing fantastically, actually. Um, I had a really good relaxing holiday um got to spend it with people that i care about a lot and i just finished a two week long challenge i guess it was uh, originally a post by jason miller of uh, performing an act of sorcery every other night for two weeks and it follows the um, the order of the planets by their order in the celestial spheres, as it were, instead of like days of the week. Um, But you start on a Monday and you go every two weeks or every two days for two weeks. And uh, did it with one of my partners and with another of our uh, Unnamed Path Brothers. And yeah, good times. It was a little challenging the first few nights to really get motivated to like, oh crap, I have to like. (laughs) I have to do all the setup and I have to do all the things. And then by the end of it we were like, yes, yes, we got this. Like it's it's going, it's going, it's going, it's good. So, yeah, that's probably the most exciting thing magically that's been going on. I got a bunch of new got a bunch of new magical tools. Um someone was uh getting rid of their partner's or their former partner's old magical toolkit, I guess, that had apparently been sitting in his garage for 5 years. So we um, took it and gave it a good, thorough cleansing <laughs> and cleaning because some of it was, you know, brass and sitting in a damp garage for five years, it was a little green in places that it shouldn't be. So you know, came <laughs> nice. home with like three cauldrons, some deer horns, all kinds of fun stuff.
0: That's very nice. Like, hey. Wah
2: ha, ha, Shiny things. <laughs>
1: Very cool. How long is this Jason Miller uh, challenge that you're talking about?
2: I guess I can who, probably find I can probably find the blog link for it again.
1: Oh yeah, but, please share. Yeah.
0: This uh, who is Jason Miller? Because the name sounds vaguely familiar.
2: He is a he is a author of several books on um, sorcery. Oh,
1: financial sorcery production. Of yeah, um,
2: financial sorcery, the sorcerer's secrets, um, which is a really good one by the way. Uh, The elements of spell crafting, which is really good, and uh, oh, uh, protection and reversal magic, which is also really good. I enjoy his writing style. It's very no-nonsense, which is delightful, and was also really cool to get kind of, I guess, confirmation from another person who does, you know, magic and sorcery for a living to some of the same things that I have come, like, come into personal gnosis of Be like, oh, oh yeah, somebody else who does a thing that way. Great, I'm not the only one. Um, as well as he had in several of his books, especially the elements of Spellcrafting crafting um, and the Sorcerer's secrets had a lot of really interesting information to chew over when you're talk when you're thinking about doing magic and doing spell work. Highly recommend, although I don't know that I would say it's a 101 book, but it is real good. Um, and financial sorcery is also pretty good. It's uh, very, it is very no-nonsense, though. Um, and there are several times when he talks very seriously about, like, this is not magic for, like, get rich quick or win the lottery magic. That's That's not how this works. And also, at least in that book, talks about, like, why lottery magic is not a thing, which basically says the same things I've been saying
0: since forever. Gotcha, gotcha. What about you, Chris? Oh,
1: yeah, I guess, um, yeah, pretty in pretty good spirits. Yeah, holidays are are cool, I guess. <laughs> Obviously, things are a little different. I mean, I don't have a very large family, uh, at least in the U.S., but um, yeah, we kept it pretty like, smaller than usual. I just saw my mom, um, some gift exchange, some Korean shade thrown, you know, <laughs> but uh, yeah. I don't know i think I, I i don't know i guess like that's like you, you know i'm everyone knows i work as a nurse so when everyone like went into quarantine or worked from home and felt that cabin fever i mean for me life just kind of continued right i was still like working in person as you were you michael right yeah um by this last month i feel like for the first time i really kind of felt like oh my god that kind of feeling of like well this never ends you know it's um I think I felt that for the first time. Yes. Besides yes. just being compassionate, right, about other people's experiences and trying not to be too judgy about them protesting for a haircut, right? I mean, I was just kind of like, you know what? I get it. It's it's you know, your experience is real too, right? Even though obviously I'm still like, okay, but stay the fuck home, you know. But yeah, I, I, there was there was a shift for sure, and I was definitely feeling like, oh god, this is feeling like this is not going to end. But yeah, I, you know, I actually um, got my uh, COVID vaccine, the first dose recently, and I'm just grateful, you know, I'm just grateful. And also just remembering that, you know, many people like within my own circles have passed away, you know, or have been sick and, or impacted because a family member has passed away. So yeah, I think I'm just kind of holding gratitude right now. Just like cautiously excited about the new year, (laughs) but also just kind of ready to kind of take lessons, learn and move forward. It's kind of where I'm sitting
0: right now. Yeah. How about you, Michael? Oh, I so agree where I'm like, will this ever end? It, when I think about, back to this year, I'm like, my God, it's been a year. And I feel like I, I have just been doing nothing but working. Mm-hmm. And it's just driving me nuts. I'm very much an extrovert. I mean, sometimes I don't come across like that sometimes sometimes but yeah it's just been I I recently I've had moments where I'm like what am I going to do this next year I need to get out of Dallas and it's just the whole cabin fever basically Mm -hmm. Um, but you know other other than that other than that I have been (laughs) I've been pretty good you know holidays came and like just like Thanksgiving we did not really do much no big family gathering just swung by my parents house and hung out with my mom and dad for a little bit grabbed food and went back to my apartment but yeah otherwise i'm just anxious for a new year it has been it's been it's been rough but taking it day by day uh, honestly any downtime i've been having i've been gaming i'm back into warcraft and i have like 3 characters that i'm trying to get to max level don't shake your head chase <laughs> don't shake your head like I thought you said gaming. I was like, gaming, all right. Gaming, 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 <laughs> gaming. I'm a big old gamer. No, I'm probably gaming, too. I haven't been to the gym in, you know, forever, but I'm... Well, I'll talk,
1: calm
0: down, I'll, down, calm down, all right? <laughs> I, 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 you know, I'll, actually, I'll talk about that later when we get into the <laughs> meat of our discussion. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, well, yeah, that's been kind of it. Um... And I guess that kind of leads into our topic of discussion for today. So Mm. didn't really have like a, you know, really big in-depth kind of discussion plan for today. This is really kind of more fun and, you know, just, I guess, getting ready for the new year. So, you know, we're getting we're getting to uh, wrap up what is considered one of the most difficult years in recent memory as we are getting ready for uh, 2021 that's so weird to say what are some things that uh, we can take with us into this new year what's some things we can leave in it and let's just kind of discuss
2: I have to say you know I know and I, I don't in any way shape or form want to diminish how hard this year has been for a lot of people I will say that for me I have this has actually been one of the better years for me in recent memory um while there have while it has been filled with its share of challenges um especially relating to this delightful pandemic which just does not seem to want to go the fuck away you know because people won't stay home or put fucking masks on i got two amazing boyfriends i'm living in a great place i still have a job i am still gainfully employed my job went out of its way to make sure that i would stay employed in fact um, when a huge number of the workforce in my that work for the company that I work for got laid off. Um, so, you know, I have a lot to be grateful for. And, you know, that is something definitely that I'm trying to carry into this next year is trying to maintain some gratitude for that because my, my gods and my spirits and my, you know, my, my, my people with big capital P and, you know, little p are have really been watching out for me and have really like kept me quite sane. Um, I know I am uh, also really lucky that I had access to mental health services and uh, health care uh, and had the money to actually take advantage of the healthcare that I'm paying for. Um, so that's been really great uh, and should be something that no one should ever have to worry about ever. So like, real talk free fucking healthcare, like needs to be a thing but yeah you know i think one of the things that i personally would like to leave in this you know leave behind in this year is the orange menace and all of those who worship at his altar i've kind of become one of those people who is like at this point i don't really want to reach across the aisle and try to change hearts and minds because like these people have kind of made their choice my philosophy on a lot of that at least in the political spectrum is i'm here to make sure that my people are safe and that as many of my people make it through healthy whole and sane uh well as reasonably sane as can be expected anyway um moving forward and you know if the dinosaurs want to stay dinosaurs then sorry about it i definitely am planning to go forward into this new year with a lot more um, a lot more magic coming out so especially because i just launched a website for my business eee. Nice. so yeah you know doing graphic design for pagans and also doing magical things making sigils and doing magical work for people m am, am, yeah. am very I'm very excited.
0: very nice what, what's the name of your uh, website or business?
2: Seeker Designs. Oh. Um, Seeker Designs. Seeker, S E nice. E K E R, and uh, SeekerDesigns.com. Oh. It looks very bare right now because I'm still building it, but it has been launched. So. Very nice. Okay. Yay. Features. I, t- I, I, took that, I took that real big step. And did that as well as registering the business name in Oregon. So I now actually am official, official. Nice.
1: Very cool.
0: Whee! What about you, Chris?
1: Gosh. I I think Chase, you bring up a really good point. This idea of like, um, gratitude, right? I, I think that, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I think gratitude is something that I'm definitely looking to carry with me into 2021 for sure. Uh, I think that, yeah, a lot of shit went down and like we saw a lot of ugliness, you know, uh, and a lot of, well, some of us saw it for the first time. Some of us saw it becoming public, uh, and just more out in the open. So there's a, there was a lot, a lot became very visible or very, um, like, proudly displayed, you know? Uh, so I, it's, um, yeah, I think for a lot of people, it was jarring or just, um, I feel like um, a lot of what we experienced in 2020, I don't know, I, I feel like I, I had those moments when I was like, wow, surprised, right? And then I also had those moments where I was like, well, it's about time that this is, like, publicly displayed. And also those moments of shock when something that I would see seemed, to be received with surprise. And like, you know, uh, so it's like all that, like, I feel like 2020 was a lot of like pulling like the sheet away. Right. A lot of like really overt ugliness, um, overt hate even just like the clinging to like disparaging beliefs. Right. Um, and even hurt like harmful beliefs and just the absence of a communal, mindset you know I feel like a lot of that came up and became like really visible so which I'm not necessarily mad about you know I actually like this like I feel like there was like strength in like being able to really see it uh in a very in that way it was somehow like empowering to see folks like like speaking up against it like very publicly too you know yeah gosh I mean as far as things to leave behind I think what Maybe one thing I would want personally to leave behind is maybe I'm not quite at where it chases as far as the whole reaching across the aisle thing and like talking, having these conversations. But I think one thing I'm really looking to leave behind is I don't know. I guess defaulting to not rocking the boat. You know, I, I feel like uh, many many folks use that as like a, as a defense mechanism and just to stay safe and not to bring attention to to yourself sometimes, you know. Uh, so for at least for me, I don't know, I, I feel like as a community, it's it's kind of like someplace where we can't really, we can't go back underneath the sheet, you know. I think there's still a risk of that happening, but then I feel like um, that's one of the lessons I would want um, for us to carry into 2021. Just like we can't go back to ignorance. Um, going back to the normal is not an option, you know, because normal honestly wasn't great. Um, like normal, right? Pre, Pre-COVID normal was not great. It was actually just very polite and maybe like safe for some folks, but not for others, you know. Um, yeah. And obviously the takeaways, right? The, the organizing of people that happened, the the taking up of uh, of the mic of people and speaking up. And I feel like all that's something that we can benefit from carrying into 2021. I, I feel like, you know, during these moments, I definitely saw a lot of ugliness, but I also saw some amazingly beautiful humanity, you know, as cheesy as that sounds. But I, and I feel like that's something um, that's, you know, worth honoring and remembering and definitely like trying to like, carry in, is it's like, like, COVID's not going away on January 1st. You know what I mean? It, it doesn't work that way. It won't be, like, go away like a miracle, you know? <laughs> I mean, that's not happening. I mean, if it did, I wish, you know, if Trump were right about that, then that'd be amazing. But um, no, <laughs> that's, that's not how it's going to happen, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's like not going back underneath the rock is kind of what I, I would say is I would want to carry into 2021. And, like, it's just compassion for each other.
2: Fair. yeah
1: although uh, just to be clear this is not a push on like folks that hold Chase's point of view to like you must reach across the aisle and like I'm not necessarily holding that position either I feel like it's like the no and my priority is my safety and my people's safety is totally like legit you know I, I feel like people have capacity in each moment to do certain work and if you're very clear about where you're at then I more power to you you know uh, how about you, Michael? What what are you looking to uh,
0: leave behind in twenty twenty? I've been I've been trying to think the right words and how to uh, on what I'm wanting to leave behind and what I'm wanting to carry forward. And you know, for me, what I'm wanting to carry forward is this the self awareness that I have developed during this year. Um, you know, my or my self value because. You know, during this year, I have learned how much, like, my job cares very little about me, and how much I, you know, value my own safety and how much I value the safety of like my teammates, and doing what I can to, you know, go around what our corporate office has said that we can and can't do to make sure my people are safe. And you know, I I know, you know, for some people, uh, they consider anger to be a, you know, not a healthy to you know carry forward but anger can be very powerful and if it's you know used right it can be a great tool and the anger from experience from this year carrying it forward and to help keep me going forward in a direction that I want to be going in like job in life in you know protecting my loved ones Mm -hmm. protecting my community because we've seen Like you were saying, we saw so much ugliness this year, and it just, and as you were saying, this whole year was pulling back that curtain, and people's reactions to, oh, was it really like this? Yes! (laughs) Yes, it's really been like this! This is not new!
2: It's been this way! This is not news!
0: Yeah.
2: Damn! (laughs) Um, Like, okay, Karen.
0: uh, (laughs) Yeah.
1: Also in terms of Karen, we should definitely carry forward it forward in this
2: <laughs> Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Also, you know, I saw the post make it make the rounds recently again talking about how um a uh, a group of karens should be called a privilege. <laughs> I was like, can we bring that forward too? Yes. Uh, yeah.
0: You know, speaking of posts, yeah, it, uh, something that uh, Chris said uh, when he was talking earlier uh made it pop in my head it's that one meme where it's a twitter post and the person is talking about how americans are capable of great acts of compassion like in the moment but we suck at long-term changes that will make these instances of disaster less severe Mm. yep
2: because we all want to be heroes. Nobody wants to be a nobody wants to be a servant. Everybody wants to be heroes.
1: Mm, wow, that's a lot to chew, Michael. Yeah,
0: because <laughs> yeah, no, like when COVID hit, you know, you saw people who were donating money, people who were donating food left and right. Mm-hmm. But then when it's coming to you know, talking about rent, talking about health insurance for everyone, debt, mm-hmm. you know, raising the minimum wage. People are like, eh, yep, what the hell? Yeah, I remember like uh, people
2: suck. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's it. You know, it's it's kind of funny because it, yeah, I wonder if like this is kind of talking about like performative, like performative allyship, or performative like displays, right? I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't even like lean too much on like it being. Um, Um, conniving or like or or sneaky it's just I feel like it's the it's a very human thing to be like oh my god we must do something and then we must be seen doing it and then when it comes to like oh great you want to do the work well here's the work that needs to be done it's kind of like not so sexy you know or not so appealing
0: (laughs) You, you know what you just made me think of uh Chris back when we were having you know the I mean, we're still having them, but the Black Lives Matter marches, and yeah. you would get these um, what what is the term for them? Um, influencers who show up, take a picture mm. that they were you know at there, but they weren't really at like marching. They weren't really there for the cause. They were there to be seen.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's like one of those things where it's like, uh, and then you if you are like call like calling in right maybe not calling up if you are actually are calling in uh folks that like you see doing this then you get like like um stamped as like just like um you know negative person or, or a just,
0: hater yeah.
1: or a hater right yeah absolutely i mean michael you mentioned like the food donations right and like um and, and then like uh, chase you mentioned we're uh, you know uh being gamely employed and being grateful about that. Right. like, so again, like me as a nurse, I was working. I never once missed a paycheck during this year, unlike many people in this country. Right. And like, I, I, and again, I don't want to sound like ungrateful. Right. I was, you know, very moved by all the food donations that happened at hospitals. Right. And then obviously added convenience and added all these things to our lives. At the same time, like like we didn't need the food. Let's be real, you know. Like we did not need the food. What we needed is people to like take this like pandemic seriously. We needed people to like respect people that they're meeting in the service industry, right? We needed people to be like prioritizing their lives and prioritizing community over self comforts, right? And again, I ate the pizza that came, you know, I did, you know, I ate the food, but at the same time, it's like, how many people on the street did you pass when you delivered all those food to a bunch of people that are still working, you know, and can work? So it was a beautiful gesture, but at the same time, I was just, you know, I was kind of like, uh, do we need this? You know, um, I don't know. And, and, you know, whenever I brought it up, some people were like, oh yeah, you're right. But then at the same time, it's like, then you get marked as a hater, right? I don't know. So it's like, it's like one of those things. I I know in New York too, um, like our Chinatown in New York, like basically shut down, you know, because it was like, labeled as, as a Chinese virus. But then uh, the pizza industry was doing just fine in New York. And then it became like publicly known that uh, as far as New York was concerned, all infections could be traced back to Italy, actually, and not China, right? But the pizza industry was doing just fine. Meanwhile, like all these business owners in Chinatown, all these Chinese takeout places, they basically... like There was no Chinese takeout in New York City for a solid like two months. Like We, we all rejoiced for our bastardized general general so chicken (laughs) like when when, when, if I came back uh like no there was no one that wasn't happy about it yeah just like all you know even the outpouring of humanity and support was also imperfect you know and it's something that we need to look at and explore and not forget uh and hearing about your experiences Michael with your employer I'm just cheering you on I'm just like so angry for you and I 100% agree that anger is not um in any way I feel like anger like any other emotion, can be destructive and hateful and uh, and hurtful, but it could also be very very healthy. I feel like anger is an appropriate response when your humanity is being like challenged that way.
2: Yep. Anger, like anger, like every other emotion, is information. If you are yeah. angry about something, it means that there is something that needs to be changed. Yes.
1: Yeah. Sometimes yourself, right? I mean, I don't think
2: in this. Yeah, instance, totally.
1: In this instance, I don't think it's you. <laughs> you yeah. know
2: also true yes there's always witchcraft true (laughs) true
1: true i love you chase
2: i'm just saying look historically that is what it's for Mm. historically it has been used as a way to level the playing field between people who have power and people who don't have power which is one of the reasons why it's always been deemed so dangerous by the people who have power because holy shit, these people could take our power away. Just saying. Very much agree. Very much agree.
1: Are you two, like, um, do you two usually make, like, New Year's resolutions, or is that, like, not, like, your jam?
2: (laughs) I made made a New Year's resolution when I was 14 years old that I would no longer make New Year's resolutions, and so far I've stuck to it.
0: (laughs) I mean, I have up to, like, a couple years ago. I used to do, well... Especially when I got into uh, witchcraft and whatnot, depending on like what the year ended in, I would write that many resolutions and then mm-hmm. you know burn it.
1: Wait, wait, you would write like wait, you would write as many resolutions as there. Like are if it was if year? it was
0: like two thousand seven, I'd write seven resolutions. Oh, Okay, I know you wrote two thousand seven. No, I, I am not I writing like, two thousand resolutions. Fuck that.
2: Overachiever much, and I'm
0: the Virgo. <laughs> I Whatever. I was gonna
2: say, I was like. Mm, no,
0: no, 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 no. no, no, no. <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm with
1: Chase on this boat too. I, I, I don't mind this idea of like taking a moment in your cycle to like explore and to look back on lessons, but I really don't like doing it for New Year's Eve because I feel like there's definitely a swell of energy towards this let's change, but then there's an equally strong like like energy drain that happens when everyone's like, meh, you know, it's and the end like, of the you know, year. I'm, I'm
2: tired. tired
1: yeah yeah exactly it's like oh I'll do that tomorrow and then like you know it's like okay I said no more donuts but I just have one and oh you know what I'll start next month oh never mind let's let's do next year you know <laughs> so I usually do something like more of like uh, maybe my birthday or I use like uh, I would this is the one time I actually used the lunar calendar more than just like holidays I would actually use that energy around the lunar calendar so it's, I have less of um like normalizing just like letting go of these goals you know uh,
0: but, yeah. Oh, that's yeah, but what
1: 2000, I should.
0: Yeah, 2,000 resolutions, Michael. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, no, 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 I
2: mean, I knew he was an overachiever when he got initiated, but damn.
0: <laughs> Don't make me reach through this computer and smack you. I know. <laughs> Anyways. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I used to do resolutions. Now I kind of do, like... Which is... I mean, it's still basically a resolution, but I set a couple of goals i want to achieve within the year Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i don't do like a list or anything like that Mm -hmm. but if i'm wanting to work towards something i will put the new year energy towards that Uh i
2: think i think that it's and much like that i think that it's a lot more appropriate to set goals for the new year than it is to set a resolution and while those might be kind of synonymous with people it's Mm -hmm. not really A lot of people use that New Year's resolution of I'm going to stop smoking. Well, that's a great result. You know, while that's sure, that's a great resolution. That's terrible magic. Because again, your brain does not your brain does not grok negatives. Mm -hmm. You know, you need to you got to frame that in some kind of a positive way. You know, instead of smoking, I would like to do blah. It's like when you do magic, you don't want to say I want to do magic to get out of debt because you're doing magic to get more debt. You know, I want to be debt free. Okay, you want debt. No, no, bad, bad brain. But yeah, you know, doing, doing, doing a setting of goals for the year is great. That's one of the things that's wonderful about some of the teachings that we do is that goal setting exercise, right, of maintaining a list throughout the whole year of goals that you want to achieve, you know, things you want to do, things you want to be, things you want to have. And I would, I would say that this time of year would be great for like really looking at your goals list taking stock of what you actually have achieved and being expressing gratitude for the things that you have achieved taking a look at the things that you have not yet achieved and really looking at that and being like why did I not achieve that is there is there a reason that I didn't achieve this is that reason more something that gets me to that stage is lacking or is it that I don't really want that goal after all and kind of, you know, being able to make changes to that. I guess I should talk about that since people are listening and are gonna have no idea what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. And it's not really like an oath bound thing. So yeah. so one of the things that we teach throughout th- through the courses of uh, throughout the courses is uh, the, the making and setting of goals to do magic with. And essentially you create three lists of ten things that you want to have, do, and be. And you want to try to make those, those goals, short-term goals. So like one to now to three months, you know, you want to have no more than one long-term goal in each, which is like a year or more. And then, you know, you can shuffle in medium-term goals, which would be like three months to a year so that you're constantly cycling those goals. And every time you achieve one, you cross it off and you make a new goal so that you always have things that you're working on. But certainly this time of year would be a great time to look at those goals lists and be like, hmm, did I really want to do this thing? Or did I just think I wanted to do this thing? You know, Or to look at a goal and be like, well, you know, I thought that I would be able to get this done in six months, but I didn't manage it <laughs> in a year. Maybe I should take a look at either reassessing that goal or breaking it down into smaller chunks or deciding if that's a thing that I actually want. Because sometimes we make goals and they're things that we really think that we want or they're things that we think that we really should want that we really don't fucking want. So, you know, getting rid of those undesirable goals is probably for the best. But yeah, and also taking stock of the things that you have accomplished and really, you know, really looking at it because sometimes it's really easy, especially in social media culture to look at everybody else's life and think, God, what the fuck have I been doing? I mean, especially this year. Like, for those of us who, you know, have either been not working or have been working from home to look around us and go, wow, you know, I thought I was gonna get all this reading done. Wow, I thought I was gonna get all this other stuff done. Wow, I thought I was gonna learn this new skill that I really wanted to pick up. I didn't fucking do any of that. Mostly, I played video games because video games made me happy. But look at some of the goals that you did accomplish, right? Like, man, no, I didn't read, you know, 15 books this year. But you know what I did do? I started a business. Yeah, I didn't completely reset my wardrobe with, you know, period authentic pieces. But you know what I did do? I finished a shirt and it's wearable and it looks nice. And being able to be, wow, I did accomplish things. Set yourself that that you know, allow yourself that cookie, that good feeling, that little drop of serotonin in your brain going, wow, I really did accomplish some stuff.
0: You know, I love how whenever we talk about stuff in our own tradition, it's always a refresher for a lot of us. And I'm like, I need to go back and look at that list.
2: (laughs) Oh, honey. Every time I teach a class, I have to go back and look at that list again, because it'll, it will have been six months since I looked at it again. I'm like, damn it. (laughs) Go look at the list again. And sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah, I totally did that. And then I'm like, oh, God, I didn't do that.
1: I agree, Michael. Honestly, whenever, like, you know, we talk about anything about the on the path, I'm always like, oh, yeah, I remember that lesson. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like uh, this is something I've, like, not struggled with, but I, personally, I'm, you know, I, like, my default is so mundane, you know, my default response to, like, life and, like, everything is very um either just take a nap or just like deal with it right so it would be nice to have that shift it's it's slow coming but um yeah little by little just you know changing like my response a little bit you know
0: yeah i mean and actually we,
1: accessing the lessons that we've that i learned
2: yeah. you know
0: i mean we we all we all process it at different speeds uh, just know you have this info that you can always go back to
2: so because we're on the topic of you know being at home and everything i'm not sure if this is going to be reversed for you guys which is why i unmirrored my video hopefully this comes the right way but i just have to share this amazingly on point shirt that my partner got me this year for christmas
1: uh yeah jomo
0: (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Oh. joy joy of missing out feeling content with staying in and disconnecting Disconnecting. as a form of (laughs) self-care it's the opposite of FOMO FOMO. Mm
2: -hmm. it it, me um but you know it's being able to being able to look at your being able to look at yourself and what your needs are and being able to really be like oh I do need to be able to just like stay home and not you know sometimes Mm -hmm. I just want to not And I think this, I think this year, one of the things that I really hope that people take away, take into this next year is being able to like really state for yourself, like, no, no, I don't want to do that. I hope that we take from this year, the word no, like as a culture,
0: (laughs) Yeah. like, oh, you want me
2: to, you want me to do such and such? No, that is not, that is above, that is over my boundaries. No, thank you. Oh, we don't like to come over and hang out. Absolutely not. Thanks. We're going to all go to Grandma's for Christmas because we haven't seen her in six months. Absolutely fucking not <laughs> Stay home.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah.
2: My job wants me to do... My job wants me to come in and not wear a mask. Fuck no. Eat shit and die. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, that's kind of my feelings on... To backtrack a little bit, anyway. That's kind of my feelings on, like, resolutions. They're... It's fine as far as it goes, but the problem with the resolutions is that it's what what most people run into with goal setting is that they set these really big lofty goals and then they don't do anything to, to lay a foundation for them. You know, it's all well and good to say, I'm going to lose weight. Okay, what does that mean? <laughs> what does that look like, right? Like if you lose a pound, you lost weight, but like, you know, if your goal is to lose 100 pounds, like, that's fine, probably. But you're going to need to make some little goals to make that goal happen. Um, if you want to stop smoking, there are other goals to set before you do that. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I need to set up a safety net under me so that I have something to do for when a nick fit hits, you know, etc. It just requires a little more forethought than a lot of people put into resolution setting
0: so you know resolutions tend to be the you know like chris was saying tend to be the big thing for this year this time of the year are there any other like what you would what you would consider a tradition that you yourself do for this time of the year other than goals other than some goals because we just talked about that
1: well for me there's something food really things um <laughs> the, the traditional <laughs> the traditional like new year's foods uh like in i think in asian culture but definitely in korean culture
2: oh god please tell me they're better than black eyed peas because that shit's nasty
1: what i like black eyed peas uh, <laughs> ugh,
2: i'm a bad southerner because that shit's gross i do what? not eat that garbage
1: to be fair, like I I grew up my like, I grew up with my mom's like cooking like exclusively, so any non korean food for me was just exotic exquisite experience. You
2: know?
1: <laughs> like I was that weirdo that loved public school lunch, and I was just like, <gasps> like my I I remember so clearly my first bagel, my first corned beef sandwich, and I'm sure like compared to like what I can eat now, it's like it was crap, you know, but. Uh, I just remember being like, "Oh my God, what is this exquisite cut meat?" <laughs> <laughs> and there's nothing better than a sloppy Joe. Oh my goodness, a sloppy Joe. Made
2: mm, a- okay, that's know. fair. <laughs> Look, I'm a fat kid. You put a sloppy Joe. You put a sloppy Joe in front of me. I'm gonna inhale that sucker. You might lose a oh, finger. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, I was a connoisseur about it too because I wanted to really re- relish it. So what I would do is I would like scrape off <laughs> a little bit. Eat it with a bun and then I'll spoon the rest of it. Well, I should say, spork. I would spork the rest of it in, you know? If they offer me another bun, even better. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, for for Koreans, there's this um, traditional food called takuk. It's like literally like. Uh, It's often translated as a rice cake, but it's not like, it's not like a crispy rice cake. It's more like, um, uh, basically if you took, if you took like rice flour and you made it into like, like yeah, well, yeah, basically like a cylinder, right. And then you would slice it up. So it'd be like little (laughs) like slivers of like rice mash, (laughs) you know, but not mash. It would be like a little chewy side. Um, but that's kind of the traditional new year's meal. Like people say like you don't age until you've had your for the year. And, you know, in Korea, like, they do celebrate birthdays as, like, a sentimental thing. But everyone officially ages uh, together at the new year, regardless Mm. of when your birthday was. So it's kind of like we're all aging together with that new year. Interesting. So if you were born December 31st, like, in New New Year's Day. um, Actually, when you're born, you're already one in Korea, too. So you would actually be two at your second day of life, accidentally, you know. (laughs) Uh, Because everyone ages on the New Year's Day. Yeah. Anyway, so, like, foods like that. Um, honoring your ancestors, um, offering them food, right? Offering them, uh, for sure and other things. Yeah.
2: Which does, by the way, taste way better than black-eyed peas.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you've had the Nice. All right. It's good. Do you have a yearly or is it just, uh, are you actually two when it comes to Koreans? Uh,
2: maybe I'd have to, I'd have to think about it, but maybe three or four.
1: Three or four. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> I haven't right. had a lot. I haven't had a lot of it, but I have had it a few times. Um, right. And yes, it does taste better than black black-eyed peas. To me, taste like dirty feet. And <laughs> I have had them cooked. <laughs> yeah. I have had them cooked so many different ways. Like, not even bacon can make them taste good.
1: Oh wow, that's a very strong comment. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, and mm. I'd love me some bacon, but n- no, ma'am. Mm-mm.
1: Are you just not a bean person? Like, have a oh no, I oh Lendo no. Soup?
2: I like lentils.
1: Mm, I like, pe- le-
2: like all, kinds of, all kinds of different beans, but I'm telling you what, I have a very distinct memory of a new year spent at the holidays with my uh, maternal grandparents. Yeah. And my grandmother, who cannot cook, uh, this woman literally boiled the flavor out of an orange rind real bad. She and I had a showdown about me eating black eyed peas on New Year's because it's supposed to be, you know, for every black eyed pea you eat you get a you know, you get good luck or whatever. And I sat there and would not eat them because they're gross and I'm not going to eat them. And we she would not let me get up from the table until I ate them. Oh so I goodness. said, "Fine, we're going to sit here because I'm not eating them." And she went to go she went to go get up to go watch her her shows. And so I got up to put them down the disposal and we continued to have a standoff about it because i was like if you leave i'm dumping them i'm not eating this shit wow. <laughs> sorry about it um so yeah that's a thing
1: is that a southern thing it's a southern new year's food right i
2: think it's a southern i think it's a southern thing i don't give a damn that shit's nasty yeah
0: it, it, yeah It's a, i, I want to say it's a southern thing because my neighbors used to always have a new year's eve party and they'd always have black eyed peas and there was something else too and i can't remember what it is
2: Black-eyed oh. peas and collard greens, probably. Mm. I ain't eating that shit either.
0: I don't, I don't think it was collard greens. I I'm not sure. And There's so many different foods that are associated with eating around the New Year. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's all you know based on your culture.
2: See, roommate, I, th- it's yeah. white people. It's white. It's this is white people nonsense. <laughs> That's what it is. That's why that shit's gross. It's white people nonsense.
0: Uh, I don't know. Greens I find, have decent I find...
2: food. The Japanese have decent food, white people.
0: I, I can't remember. it. There's one, I think it's a Latin American country where you eat so many grapes on uh, New Year's Eve or New Year's Day, and it's supposed to be. Yeah, like, I, I've good heard luck. that before. Oh too.
2: my God. See, why can't we? I love grapes. Why can't <laughs> I have that? That's so not fair. <laughs> <laughs> well, Fucking think- white people. Anyways, to be white fair, people.
1: to be fair, Asians have to thank white people for mayonnaise and for cheese, and we took both of them to very weird places. Uh, you're welcome. Okay,
2: okay but lo- okay, okay. <laughs> However, yes, I would rather eat Japanese mayo than American mayo because Kewpie mayo is tasty. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what Koreans have done to mayonnaise. I don't know but also like i've watched enough i have watched enough munchie videos where i'm like oh my god oh my god that looks fucking amazing i want it i want it literally the only thing i don't like about a lot of the dishes that that lady prepares is that she uses fish sauce and things and Mm -hmm. i fucking can't
1: (laughs) you can leave it out you can leave it out
2: (laughs) as i've just as i've discussed well we made kimchi like we oh. made a we made a fricking gallon crock full of kimchi um, My but we used um, soy sauce and a homemade vegetable broth instead of kimchi or instead oh. of uh,
1: um,
2: no fish sauce no no fish sauce no fish no shrimp no meat completely vegetarian
1: oh so it it would be like a vegan kimchi then yeah what did you use as a fermenting agent then was it uh the broth
2: mm-hmm hmm
1: well,
2: okay. It's real. Mm, it's real good. <laughs> it real good. It was real nice. good. It's real good. Oh.
1: got send me some.
0: <laughs> what What about you, Chase? Uh, do you have any uh, traditions that you do around this time of the year?
1: Do I? It says hating on my like, food.
2: <laughs> I mean, I do that every day of the. I do that every day of the week. Let's be real. Although I do like hamburgers, so I will claim like we did okay with that one. Like I feel like we've done okay with that one. But like I don't know. I don't know that I really do have a lot of New Year's things. I observe so many other holidays throughout the year that like New Year's for me has always been like a night off. I tend to look at like I, I honestly tend to look at Sawan as more of the New Year's for me anyway.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Cause that tends to be when I do the like ancestor veneration and then moving forward, right? So I don't really do a lot. On New Year's New Year's is always in the in years past New Year's has always been the night that we go out to the gay bar and dance until our legs want to fall off. So, but I don't get to do that this year mm. cuz everything's closed. Yeah. Which should be.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So I don't Still know. Sucks. Yeah. Right? I guess I'm going to have to go get some of that um, oh god, I can't think of the word now. <sighs> Chris no <laughs> you're the the, the the cake the mayo? little rice cake oh uh tukuk?
1: thank you yeah
2: <sighs> my yeah. my my korean is i would massacre it so it's well, not come there. on
1: over my mom is uh always happy to um cook <laughs> for my friends
2: <laughs> she, mm.
1: she can keep you happy you can be like me but proxy you know <laughs> <laughs>
2: I feel like she would either be really happy or really upset because she would be, it would be either be, wow, that white boy is really eating all the food in the house or man, that white boy is <laughs> eating all the food in the house.
1: No, she'll love you. There's nothing better to do <laughs> with a Korean mom than to eat their cooking. You know, uh, she'll talk about me the whole time. That was kind of part of the deal about how like amazing I was and blah, 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 <laughs> and all my achievements from my like, kindergarten, but you know.
2: I mean, you know, that I think that's I feel like that's kind of universal though cuz my mom is exactly the same way. True. And she is definitely not Korean. <laughs> between feed between offering food to all of the people that I've ever brought over and telling them all of the embarrassing stories about me. Yep.
1: Yep, yep. Always fun. Yep. How about you, Michael? Uh, you got any uh Year's traditions?
0: Well, one one tradition that I started a few years ago, back when I was doing a podcast with my friend, Dr. Susan, was, and I, I got this from her, she would choose or divine a word uh, mm-hmm. to carry into the new year. And, you know, it you know, as a different word every year. And, you know, when I was, you know, typing up the notes that we have and whatnot, I was like, what was my word for this year? Because I started doing it too. And I go back and look. And apparently the word I chose was growth. Oops. <laughs> yeah. I was like I had to stop and I had to think about it for a few days I was like how 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 did this word manifest in my ear it's like oh oh yeah gosh (laughs) yeah I mean it it was all it's all stuff that needed to happen and whatnot but um I won't won't go into a, a lot of because there were there was it was quite a few things I was like oh wow yeah but one of the things that manifested was growth in my how I viewed uh family like so growing up you know I was raised Baptist and Baptists always taught taught kids taught anyone who came into the faith that God comes before all relationships including your family relationships I know I, I know <laughs> And, and yes, and that was something I just couldn't do. Like, even at that young of an age, I, my idea of family was family was something divine. And I couldn't, there was no way I was going to, you know, put my faith before my family. And, you yeah, know, at the beginning of this year, I had an instance where family put their faith before family, you know, with my uh, sister, not wanting to recognize my uh, youngest brother, who is trans, And then that filtering into my nephews who me and my brother both helped raise not wanting to see him when he came to visit because he'd started to transition more than he already had been and so I haven't seen my sister or her family all year I've made it a point to not interact with them because I just I can't because I was like okay you broke the sacrilege you like our our mother was always like family comes first you know family is you know always going to be there for you and then that happening and. My mother not getting onto my sister, not like being like, no, you can't do that to your brother. I was like, okay, I see a lot of this is, I mean, I don't want to say it's, it was just talk because there's still, so she, you know, it's does see family as always coming first, but coming first to her point, basically. Mm-hmm. So that was a growing, uh, that was some growth for me. There's like, okay, yes, my family is important to me, but they are not the center of my world they shouldn't be anymore because family will let you down.
2: The only perspective I have to offer on that mm. is that's one of the great things about being queer.
0: We get to choose our own families.
2: We get to choose our own families. Mm. We get to define what that means for us.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, I had said, I was going to talk a little bit about um, cause when I talked about, you know, not going to the gym and whatnot over the last month or so, <laughs> it, and this is some growing that is still in the process is you know coming to terms with okay why am I working out why am I wanting to lose weight and coming to terms with how I feel about my body so it's still a process I still have moments where I'm like god I'm so fat <laughs> and being like okay wait is that I am healthy uh yes I could be a little little bit more healthier like damn I could do I could really do some cardio because running up the stairs and getting out of breath is not good <laughs> but like it's something that is going to just continue to be growing with for this year and into next year coming to not coming to terms but becoming more accepting of who I am physically like my body my and why if I continue on the like if I start working out again what is that going to mean for me what am I what is my goal for that and I I kind of thought about that earlier I was like really my goal is to just be stronger (coughs) not so much okay if I lose weight I lose weight but I would just like to be physically stronger.
2: There you go. (laughs) Mm. Sorry, one of uh, of my favorite old maxims when it comes to things that you pray for is that you should always be very careful about doing things like praying for patience or praying for strength, because the universe, God or the universe, will give you the opportunity to grow in patience or strength or growth. So... (laughs) (laughs) it's like ooh.
0: but yeah so i've i've been debating like not not debating i've been trying to figure out what word is going to carry me into this next year Mm -hmm. and you know before before i did growth i had done service and the word that keeps coming up terrifies me and it's sacrifice i'm like oh god god why Mm -hmm. what am i gonna have to give up (laughs) And I, I kind of have a feeling I already know what it is. So I'm like, eh. But yeah, that, that is the word that just keeps coming up whenever I think about what word am I going to carry into this new year? Sacrifice, yay. I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm thrilled, but I'm also not thrilled.
1: Michael, I'm not sure if this is for you, but when you said sacrifice, like the image I got was sacrificing your chains, you know? And mm-hmm. that that moment, and then also like, why does the release from chains feel like a sacrifice, you know? Mm. for that whole piece as opposed to like oh i really love this thing but now i gotta give it away but like kind of letting go or sacrificing i don't know what what comes what comes what how do how do change benefit you you know what i mean for me it just feels like this idea of like comfort and like knowing or even not having autonomy can be very comfortable sometimes you know Mm. Uh, so take it or leave it but that's something that just kind of and you've revealed your word
0: I will definitely think on that. Thank you. And right here is the end of part one, this episode. Uh, Part two will hopefully be out New Year's Day. It's going to include some fun stuff. We do kind of like a round robin divination. And we also talk about something that has become kind of an, an annual tradition around this time of the year. If you don't follow the Unnamed Path Facebook group, or uh, our Facebook page, you probably don't know what we're talking about. So hopefully you'll come back and find out about this tradition uh, that uh, Initiates of the Ending Path do every year around this time. Anyways, blessings, and talk to you again soon. Bye!